Bandwidth for Cloth Talk is brought to you by the Scout History Project. Visit us at the Scout History Project at www.scouthistory.net. Cloth Talk, really number 12 this time, Patches. Wait, 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 Badges. Well, you're back, Matt. Yeah, I've been working a lot this past few weeks and uh, been, been real busy. And Ben's here online with us. Hey, everybody. And this really is Cloth Talk number 12. I think uh, there was a snafu in my numbering system, or uh, I'll blame it on Ben. It's his turn to take the blame today. So uh, <laughs> did you ever find that lost iPod? Uh, I haven't found it yet. I think I, I, I feel like if it's been this long and I haven't found it, it's really a bad sign. So, yeah. Lament of the lost iPod, I guess, is what I'm singing now. Well, it's a good sign if you're an Apple stockholder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, it's like I have enough trouble resisting buying all the new Apple products anyway, so this doesn't help any. <laughs> Whatever. Matt, Matt has the same problem with Dell. <laughs> oh, <right>? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that. Well, on this episode of Cloth Talk, we actually do have someone that we interviewed at the Traderie. It's a little bit different. Um, this guy's uh, worked at Philmont quite a bit. He's traveled all over the world. And his country and his scouting organization next uh, year, about a year from now, will be hosting the World Jamboree. And uh, Mr. Mike Gosling's coming up. Uh, he's uh, from uh, Chester, I believe, in the U.K., and uh, we get to chat with him about uh, the British scouts and uh, the European scouts and uh, their um, badges and their collection of collecting of badges, not patches. Why are we at the tradery? And it seems like every time we meet people, they're always like, so what's the deal with the scout history project? And who's like behind this? Who's funding this? And the story is really, we're kind of doing it out of pocket right now, but one way that you can help out is if you like what we do, you like the show, um, you can send us a patch. You can, e uh, you can uh, send us a patch by snail mail. I almost said email, but you can't do that. Not yet. We don't have that technology. But you can send us a patch, and if you'd like to get the address to send that to, just email us at clothtalk at clothtalk.com. And what we'll do, we'll auction that patch off on eBay and use the profits from that to to benefit uh, Cloth Talk and other projects that we do here at the Scout History Project. And also, if you'll send us the info on that patch, we will scan it and include it in Scout History Database, the wiki. Um, and that way, it's sort of like a double, double whammy. So uh, if you want to help us out, send us a patch. Also, another great way to help out is just to listen to the show and also Hop up on the wiki and add your scout history, um, and and we'll share it with everyone. And you can always email us at clothtalk at clothtalk.com. That goes to everyone here in the show, and that's the best way to get in touch with us, clothtalk at clothtalk.com. Is everyone unpacked? I finally got all unpacked and everything wired back up and uh, things semi-working around here. Uh, Matt, uh, did you get unpacked? I've gotten really close. Unfortunately, we had that ordeal just the week after the we got back from NOAC, so I've, I had to repack a bunch of my stuff up to get 
to the ordeal for that weekend. But I've gotten most of it actually unpacked now, where I can actually even feel like I'm living again. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I still have I have almost everything packed up. There's still one bag that I've still got some stuff in. I'm secretly hoping that somewhere deep in the bowels of that bag, my iPod will be hiding. But <laughs> I'm afraid I'm afraid that I'm out of luck on that. But but yeah, I'm 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 back settled here, uh, trying to clean up my room. But you know how that goes. You never finish that job. But um, but yeah, it's good. It's good to be back. And we've met some really cool people at the Tradery, and uh, uh, I, I'm excited that we get to share it with everyone and uh, let you guys. If you've never been to the Noak Tradery, maybe a little window into what goes on there and the kind of people you meet. And uh, that's really, to me, one of the best things about the Tradery. I mean, there's lots of patches. You can really find a lot of needs there, but you can also meet a lot of really cool people. And that's what we did, and that's what we want to share with you guys. Yeah, that's that's one thing I guess you should remember. It's not really fair to call it just the patches. I mean, there's so much other things, just about everything uh, imaginable under the sun as far as scouting and, and uh, collectibles and even Girl Scouting and collectibles. A lot of stuff there is kind of like a specialized antique show more than anything. Matt, what's your memories? Well, I got to say that I was freezing the whole time, first off. Uh, <laughs> it was my first trade to read ever go to. But... Uh, and so, uh, being cold didn't, didn't exactly put the icing on the cake there. But I did have a blast meeting all the people and seeing all the patches. I've never, never seen that many patches laid out quite like that before of such a value. I mean, I've been to jamborees where I've seen roadsides filled with people just laying out on blankets when it's 105 degrees outside. But that was just a different experience, knowing that that many people were that dedicated to collecting the patches. Really a fun experience. But you got over your chill during NOAC, right? I did, actually. I went to Walmart and bought myself a jacket. I had to. <laughs> I was freezing, man. I, I, no way I did I think in the middle of summer or even going to Michigan. And it was hot. It was definitely hot up there. No way did I think I needed a jacket. And I ended up splurging and going to Walmart and buying them. Everybody else was buying fans and Matt's buying hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, no I one bought ever... a fan, too, once I moved in my dorm room. <laughs> no one ever accused Matt of not marching to the beat of a different drummer. So, so uh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we we gave you we gave you a hard time about being cold there, but that's funny. Yeah, you got over that once we got to Noak, though. I think that maybe the yeah, lack of air conditioning, <laughs> yeah, that thawed you out. I'm sure. Yeah, I wish several times I had several cans of that cold air. Anyway, guys, let's uh, jump right in and listen to uh, Mike Gosling here from the British Scout Association and uh, uh, listen to him uh, and learn a little bit about international badges collecting. Here's Mike. We're here at the Monster, what is it? The Monster Pre Noak Tradery in Lansing, Michigan. Sitting with us is Mike Gosling, the Transatlantic Trader. And uh, Mike, you, you hail from Chester in England. Chester, England. So Northwest England, just below Liverpool. Oh, wow. Okay. And y'all are gearing up for a uh, World Jamboree next year. Yeah, we, we had a Euro Jamboree last year, which was very successful. Had about 15,000 scouts from all over Europe to test the site. And next year, using the same site at Chelmsford in Essex, and we're expecting between 30 and 35,000 scouts from about 150 countries. Wow, so y'all have already got the bugs worked out of the site. That's yep. great. That's great. Well, Mike, we were, t- we were over at your table a few minutes ago and, and talking just about some of the differences in patches. I- I'm really 
ignorant when it comes to the international scout uh, collecting and uh, I noticed that a lot of the patches are woven and there's just a few fine little differences maybe you could just uh, take us through some of the some of the common things that uh, are, are slight difference in, in, in what sure. you collect in Europe and in England or in I probably should say in the United Kingdom most people that collect collect uh, their county which is equivalent to your council and their district badges and it's fairly easy to put together a county collection of current counties because there's only about 90 of them to collect but the districts if you start collecting them there's over a thousand districts in the UK and then it becomes a little more difficult to, wow. to get them all but it, it is an achievable goal uh, our badges as we call them you call them patches are woven Whereas yours are embroidered or Swiss embroidered, yes, uh, where you take a piece of material and embroider onto it. We use a, a pattern called a jacquard, which goes onto a loom, and it weaves all the cottons into a blanket of badges, uh, which is usually about six foot wide, and then afterwards it's, they're cut into individual strips, and then they're backed and bound around the edges. Okay, okay. And they're beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful patches. Our district and county badges tend to be two inch by one and a half inch or that sort of size. They're not supposed to be bigger than that. Though some districts have, have got them slightly bigger than they should be. Sure. But that's what mainly is collected in the, in the UK. And that's very much true of uh, Europe as well. Some European countries have lots of badges like France. All the French provinces have got uh, beautiful embroidered, sorry, woven badges. Uh, then other countries like Germany just have the national flag and they don't wear any district or region or any badges at all. Although some German groups, because they see scouts from other countries, they'll go and buy the local tourist badge and sew it on their uniform, kind of from their town. But it isn't really a scout badge. Official issue, yeah. right. Okay. That, that's, that's um, cool. Austria has beautiful badges, Italy, um, Scandinavia, Sweden and Norway in particular have got beautiful badges, districts and regions. And then when you go further afield, like Australia, New Zealand, again they, they their badges are very similar to the, the British woven badges and there's if you collect in Australia there's hundreds and hundreds of them. New Zealand a little more manageable. Okay. Canada, very popular. Canadian badges tend to be as your own but smaller. They they're embroidered but they tend to be about two inches square. Um, and there are hundreds and hundreds of them. The Canada is split into provinces, and each province is split into regions and into districts. So there's plenty to, to plenty go to out. collect. Yeah. Do um, now you were you were uh, chatting we were chatting earlier, and you were talking about uh, traderies around um, uh, the UK and, and yeah, we, and Europe? in the UK we have we, we call them badge collectors meetings because the International Badges Club, which is a club for collecting scout and guide badges worldwide. They tend to call them badgers meetings. Uh, the, in the UK, at least once a month, somewhere in the UK, there'll be a badgers meeting. Uh, some of them are quite small, maybe 20 people. Others can be a few hundred. Uh, Gilwell reunion in first weekend in September, there's always a lot of people at that one. Um, 
Probably the biggest collector's meeting in Europe is in the town of Leuven, which is just outside Brussels. And they have an annual meeting the, the last weekend in October. And there's usually three to 400 collectors there from all over Europe, as far as the Czech Republic and Scandinavia and the UK and, and all the low countries, uh, Italy and so on. And, and that's a fun meeting. Um, Belgium is, 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 is one of the land, lands known for this beer and they even have a bar set up in the meeting room. So oh, that would be neat. Yeah. That would be neat. <laughs> and I'm afraid I would lose too much money that way. <laughs> yeah, they have special, they brew a special scout beer sometimes. I always get a scout badge on the label and yeah. I could get into collecting a few of those empties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Belgium's a fun place to go to a meeting. There's meetings in France. Um, then there are collecting clubs in these countries. There's a collecting club in Holland, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, what fun. Do you, Denmark. Do has a, is eBay a popular way to buy and sell? Perhaps it has become that. Um, eBay is, is, is good for oddball stuff that has come out of the woodwork that, that you never saw. Right. And, and quite a lot of items have been discovered that we didn't know about previously. In, in particularly in insignia and yeah, types of insignia. That's the good part of eBay and yeah. then we have the bad part of eBay which you know we enjoy being together like this which is something eBay yeah. can... eBay has had an effect on the attendance at some meetings. Some people think well I can buy stuff on eBay why should I drive 200 miles to a meeting? Yeah. But eBay has got good points and it's got bad points and certainly it has helped to bring a lot of old stuff out which would have probably got thrown away. Yes, sir. Well, I was going to ask you, I don't know how familiar you are with the BSA program. I know that you have the uh, Queen Scout, which is, uh, or the King Scout, which is equivalent to our Eagle. It's the highest, uh, yeah. highest rank, I guess you could say. I do know a fair amount about the American program. I worked on, on staff at Philmont back in 1970, spent 12 weeks working at Cimarron Cito helping with the rock climbing program and running a campfire every night which was I actually devised three different campfire programs so I didn't go completely crazy doing the same thing every night and uh, that was fun and that's what that's what really got me into collecting USA material I, I, so I collect Philmont I collect the old 12 regions and I collect insignia worldwide wow so I've got insignia from about 170 countries and I also collect Girl Scout stroke Girl Guide insignia worldwide as well. Wow, that's uh, that's because my wife is involved in the Girl Guide program in the UK. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, uh, how uh, how long have you been in scouting? I I joined the scouts in 1954 as as a scout in the uh, Owl Patrol. And I finished up as a, as a patrol leader of the Eagle Patrol, and then I went to what we used to call Rover Scout, uh, Senior Scouts, and then I went on to Rover Scouts, and then I became an Assistant Scout Leader, Scout Leader, and now I'm an Assistant County Commissioner for International Scouting in the County of Cheshire, so I look after the International Affairs. If anybody wants to travel out of Cheshire overseas, I process all their paperwork and make sure there's enough leaders per scout and trained and first aiders and that the people are going to be proficient to take the scouts overseas. 
Right. And if overseas scouts come into Cheshire, I make sure that they we can find our hospitality for them, that they're looked after, that sort of thing. How wonderful. Now, the, the uh, British Scout program is a little bit, uh, I, I should say, the BSA is really different in that we have paid professionals in every council and, and uh, uh, how, <coughs> I'm sure you know a little bit about our structure, yeah, how, how does yeah, that I mean, compare? You, you, you dropped your regions from 12 to 6 to 4 now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. we, we have a, a structure where we have headquarters at Gilwell Park and that is split into the international and program and training and campsites and fundraising and scout shops and we have so we have professionals looking after all those sections they're all based at Gilwell Park in Essex and then we have what we call field executives these are professionals and there's about 20 of them they all look after a different part of the United Kingdom and uh, they're there to back up the volunteer and that really is our professional structure uh, and uh, we have an international commissioner that represents us in, on the international stage but that's a volunteer and that, that is a five-year position it can be extended but it's usually a five-year position and uh, that person will represent us at world conferences and things like that so we don't have a, a lot of professionals. But it sounds like you keep the ones you have busy. Yeah, uh, we, we, we have like 500,000 scouts in the UK. Wow. Where you've got, what, 3 million, 4 million? Something like that, yes yeah. sir. And then the Girl Guys, funnily enough, is bigger in the UK than, than the scouts. Um, the, the Girl Guides have got over 600,000 membership and I don't think they'll ever merge the two. A lot of European associations have merged Holland, Austria, Italy, to name a few, where the scouts and guides are in the same organisation, but not at all levels. It could be that you could have a mixed, what we call beavers, which you've got tigers, uh, what the girls sunbeams is it? Uh, the brownies. The, 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 younger, the young girls. The, the young, you've got younger ones. Daisies. Yes, the daisies. You could, they could be mixed at that stage and at, at the brownie stage. Then at scout stage they may become separate and then again at the older stage they can become co-ed again. Okay. And each country does it differently. Austria sure. does it different to Sweden and so on. But basically they are one association. One big difference in Europe is in the countries that are predominantly Catholic, like Italy, France, uh, Spain, Portugal, there is more than one scout association. But you're only allowed to have one membership of the World Bureau. Right. So if you've got more than one association, you have to federate. So like in Germany, they've got three scout associations. They're represented by a federation called the Ring. In France, they have five scout associations and they're represented by Scoutisme Francais, which is then split into a Catholic association, a Protestant association, an open association, a Jewish association and, and a Muslim association. And now they've got to also, because there's a lot of Vietnamese come to France, they've now got a small Vietnamese association. 
insurance as well. So they take care of uh, customizing the program to their culture and their language? Their language and their religion. Yeah, yeah. and their religion, right. Uh, in England we do it, th th we all come under one umbrella, but from the, the religion side, we have a religious program for the Catholic Scouts, we have one for the um, Presbyterians, we have one for the... Um, Anglican and so on and then we also like they have special badges for the Jewish scout program the Muslim scout program and so on but that's all within the, the scout British scout movement they're not separate associations right just a religious program right right uh, that's kind of the way we do it too we have what's called a, a God in country or a, uh, a religious award that each individual scout would work on with uh, a representative from their religion yeah. whatever it may yeah. be and I think that's the best way to do it oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah um, well do you have any outstanding stories that has happened to you uh, uh, while you've been scouting with us I know uh, I'm looking forward to visiting London next year and, and coming to see you but uh, perhaps just uh, give you a few moments here to think so, just those uh, you know we all have those crazy stories that happen when we're out scouting or well, I had a few confusions when I was working at Philmont I was uh, one day I asked for a torch and everybody thought, what do you want a torch for? You're going to burn the place down? <laughs> what, what you call a flashlight, we call a torch. What, what you call a torch is like a piece of wood with a flame on it. So that, that was one amusing incident at Philmont where I was looking for a flashlight and I said, has anybody got a torch? I would agree. The United States and the United Kingdom, two, two countries that speak the same language but are separated by the same language too. That's right, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, funny little incidents like that. <laughs>
uh, any thanks that you'd like to send to him, you can send to us at clothtalk at clothtalk.com, and we'll be sure to get those to him. I want to tell everybody we've got a brand new system for, for subscribing by email. You know, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes, which a lot of people do. You can also subscribe by email. If you don't have iTunes or you don't want to deal with that, the way that works is you sign up and we'll send you an email automatically every time we post a new episode. So that way you don't have to remember to check the site uh, and it just sends you an email automatically and it's got links in there. You can click to go right to our webpage. Um, and the easiest way to do that is to go to our site and on the left-hand side, down at the bottom, there's a little box, and it has a little form there. And you just put your email address in there and hit subscribe, and uh, it'll go through a couple of pages there, and it signs you right up. It's easy as pie. So if you have any trouble with us, tr- I'm sorry, if you have any trouble with that, let us know, clothtalk at clothtalk.com. But it's a new system. I think it's really working a lot better than the old one. So uh, check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Well, that wraps it up for Cloth Talk number 12. Really number 12 this time. I'll uh, I'll learn to count next time, I guess. I, I don't know what happened there. I think I got <laughs> my numbers off on my directories here, or uh, I don't know exactly what happened. But um, anyway, uh, what else, guys? I think that pretty much covers it. We have a little bit more NOAC coverage and trade recoverage coming up next episode. So um, we're not going to... We're not going to bore you to death hopefully but it's good stuff so i think that you'll you'll be uh you'll be glad if you like this episode definitely come back and check us out again next week because we got some more good stuff coming up two weeks all right once again for ben killen and matt sheets this is tim hall thank you for joining us here on cloth talk bringing you the history of scouting through collectibles 